for tuning in this week. I have something super special for you, so stay tuned. Um, it is something that I had an honor and privilege to be a part of a few weeks ago. I was asked to be um, on a Facebook Live video with fellow podcasters, and it's just absolutely amazing how God connects people, and it's definitely Kingdom Connections, Kingdom Building. And I am all about that. Uh, as if you know and if you listen, I am all about connections. I'm all about any way that we can get the word out there. And if it just is hooking one person, then that's all that matters. So buckle up, get your notepads out, and enjoy this episode. Hey. 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 Hey, hey. Well, Steph and Chris. Episode three, y'all. We got to three. Episode three. They're, they still like us. We're doing great. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for joining us tonight. Um, so we are on actually episode number two of Forgiveness. We started last week and we just really felt like we had so much to say on this one subject so we couldn't cover it in one hour. So we're, we're talking again tonight about forgiveness and we've got a couple of special guests with us tonight. Our friends, Bethany Lambert. How are y'all? And Mr. Taz Bright. What's up? So I'm going to give them a few minutes to um, to kind of tell you about them and their ministries real quick. Uh, before we get started, though, we're going to have Mr. Bright lead us in a little quick prayer for a yes. quick, if you don't mind, sir. It's the weirdest thing to hear you call me Mr. Bright, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Lord, thank you for bringing us together um, from the moment you said, let there be light to now to the rest of eternity. You've always had a plan for us. And I pray that as we talk about this topic of forgiveness, which is really, really hard, that you start to reveal your plan for each individual listening. I pray that you reveal how important forgiveness is, why it's important, and teach us how to do it. Because honestly, a lot of us just don't know how. Um, Please help us to dispel any myths about about forgiveness and just teach us and help us grow closer to you. Christ name, pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So, um, Bethany, if you don't mind, would you kind of just let our audience know real quick kind of where your ministry is and how they can reach you? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Bethany. Obviously, they introduced me. Uh, I am a, I do a couple different things. I'm a women's ministry leader at my church, the Little Country Church in New Caney. I've been leading that ministry for about two years. It's been incredible. I've loved to watch uh, the ladies just transform their life and relationship with Christ. Um, Currently, a few weeks ago, I actually started my own podcast, and that's Unleashed Faith. Uh, You can download the Anchor app and check me out, or you can actually check it out on Spotify. It's free. You You just create an account, and you can listen to me every Thursday. Right now, I am doing bonus episodes on Tuesday, so you get me twice a week, which is awesome, and I'm super excited to be here. I love what you guys are doing. I'm, I've been expecting the word tonight. I've been expecting the spirit to be here, and I can already feel him all around me, so thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm so glad you're here. Taz? I won't say this, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I am... Man, um, Christian, father of two, author, spoken word poet, actually working on creating an album next year. Um, the name of my organization is called Love is Spoken. It is actually a for-profit ministry. And basically, we use the arts to put the gospel on display as the answer to all the social justice issues that we're dealing with. So it's all about using the performing arts 
to help people connect the gospel with the daily lives that, that they live. Because um, a lot of people think it's all about, well, church is just a Sunday thing. No, right. the gospel is all, all about our daily life and our interaction with God. So that's what I'm doing these days. Amen. We're so glad you guys are here with us tonight. So, you know, uh, one of the things that Chris and I were really um, pressed upon us is that um, we really just have seen a wounded people and uh, hurting people hurt other people. Yeah. And so, and the reason why is because they have a core of unforgiveness. And until they get to that place in their heart and in their life that they're able to let those things go, they are going to damage anybody along the way. Not, not just intentionally, but just because they don't know any better. And there's not one of us that's on the panel tonight that hasn't done that. Yeah. And so we've had to walk this, walk this out our own self. And um, not only just, you know, getting, having grace and mercy from somebody else and, and, and needing that forgiveness from them, but also walking it out and needing it from somebody else. Mm-hmm. So um, before we came on live tonight, um, we were kind of preparing and um, Taz had some really great points um, on, um, you know, it's easy for us to tell someone um, how to forgive if they're a believer, but um, I just kind of wanted you to take the will on that and, and let, uh, let us know what you were talking about. Let us, let us, hear, let us hear your heart on that. Uh, as far as the unbeliever, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think when it, I, it actually, let me put it this way. I was working security at a concert one day. This was like maybe about two years ago. And this young dude, maybe 13, 14, he runs by me in this black shirt. He's dressed in goth and all that kind of stuff. And his shirt said, good without God, right? Mm. And immediately I was like, dude, I feel sorry for you. I hope you're going to be alive for a long time. So you come to realize that you need God before you pass away, right? So when it comes to the unbeliever, we have to first address that most of them don't recognize that they need forgiveness, right? Right. And as, as, a, as a result, one of the things that people say is, well, if God's good, he's not going to punish me in hell forever. That doesn't sound right. So here's the deal. So for all the people who think that, I want to kind of go with this analogy, right? So, Stephanie, you, how many siblings do you have? Let everybody know real quick. Uh, I have... Jason, and then I have one that um, we're going to find. Oh, really? Well, that's cool. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's say you and and Jason Jason are hanging out, right? Your siblings, brother and sister, right? And you walk up to him and you just slap him across the face. Bam! You're you're at his house. You slap him across the face. What's the possible consequence of that? Was this before Christ or after Christ? (laughs) Let's just go with before Christ because that'll be more interesting. Before Christ, he would have knocked me out. Okay, cool. All right. So we here on earth, we accept that if you go slap somebody across the face, there's going to be some consequences, right? We understand that without having to explain it. Now, same action, but instead of your brother, let's walk down the street. There's a cop. You knock on his window. He steps out to talk to you, and you slap him across the face. What's the possible consequence of that? Anybody can answer. Go ahead, Bethany. Uh, well, you're going to find yourself in the backseat of a cop car real quick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's just arrested. really the person, you know, you're looking at the different um, views on how you can handle things. It's kind of like God's word, too. You know, we can read his word, we can digest it, but it's how we outpour it into our community that our actions mm-hmm. back up our words. Mm-hmm. Okay, now hold on to that, right? 
So hold on to that thought. So Stephanie, you slap your brother, he knocks you out before Christ. <laughs> Same action done to a police officer gets you arrested, possibly six months in jail. Yeah. Right now. Same thing, Chris. Let's say you slap which is the same action, you slap the president of the United States, whoever that happens to be at the time. You slap the president, what's the possible consequence of that? You go into prison. Yeah. For a long time. Yeah, a long you, time. You have committed treason, right? Right. Here's the deal. Why is, why is the consequence different in each situation? Mm. That's a good question. Because it's, it's because of the position of the person. Right. right? Okay. So you slap your brother, boom, you get knocked out. Slap a cop, you go to jail. Slap the president of the United States, you go to prison for a long time. Mm -hmm. Now, if you slap God, what's your punishment going to be? You just oh. slap somebody whose position is infinite, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. You're going to get infinite punishment, or at least that's what you deserve. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point. That is exactly. what deserve. Yeah. So for the world who tends to think, well, God's not going to punish me forever. God has every right to punish you forever yeah. in hell, right? Because his position that you have violated on purpose is infinite. So your punishment should match that. Yeah. Okay? All right. So that's that's, that's the first point I want non-believers to, to understand. Do you guys any, got anything you want to add to that? That's good. That's, no, that's good. Good stuff. Because God doesn't give us the punishment we deserve. Thank God. I mean, he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't even, God doesn't even judge us the way people judge us. Dude, I don't think we realize that we judge each other harsher than he judges That's us. That's true. That should tell you when the Bible says that his ways are higher than our, than our ways. That means with love, we are going to spend eternity learning about his love because we really, our human minds can't understand it. Yep. I, I don't know about you, but my human mind can't understand how I would send my daughter to die on the cross and be, you know, given a tormented death, you know, for humanity that's going to spit in your face. I mean, am I yep. no. here? Do you think you could sit there and watch your child be tortured like that? Because no. we're human. Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, I'm thinking the only crime, the only crime Jesus ever committed was loving people. Loving yeah. people. That's Who didn't love it back. Yeah. 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 And he did it selflessly. He did it selflessly, man. To be more like him is something I strive for every single day. To do things selfishly selfishly. Right. But that's a great point though. Because we we don't love like him. And that's the reason why we're having this discussion tonight. We we don't know how to love that way. Right. And we can learn it and we can strive to be like him, but we don't love the way he loves. That's right. And unbelievable. We love with conditions. Well if our if they if we are their example, if unbelievers are looking at us and we're their example of grace and mercy, yeah. we felt. Yeah. We're not doing it right. And for me too, before I was a believer, I literally used it kind of like pick and choose. Oh, I'm gonna love this person. I'm gonna forgive this person. I'm gonna handle this situation this way. And it was tough. You know, there are a lot of things that I chose to do in life that I'm not proud of, but it made me who I am. And now as a believer, I'm able to reach so many other women who have been through things I've been through. And I think that's just all a part of God's grace. And I, it's amazing. But yeah, definitely I picked and choose who I loved for a long time, yeah, including him. I mean, I, I like, go ahead, Chas. Go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say I like the fact that... Um, Crap, now I forgot what you said. But you said something <laughs> you said something that made me think of the Samaritan, right? 
Because oh, the woman at the well? The woman. Well, no, the Samaritan, the story of the, the Good Samaritan. Oh, the Good Samaritan, yeah. Yeah. The reason that I love that is because the Samaritan was the rejected person. Yeah. The person who was c continually slighted. Yeah. Jews didn't like them because they were half-breeds. They looked down on them, all that, right? So you have this story where multiple people walk by this dude that's injured. Mm -hmm. And yeah. the one who stops to give help and pay for the medical expenses is the reject yeah. of the entire society. Mm -hmm. So even though he's been beat down and rejected by multiple people, he had a, enough of a forgiving heart to stop and help this dude on, on the side of the road. Amen. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what we were saying a while ago, that we're not doing it right. Nope. You know, if we're, if, we're the, if we're the world's example of love and forgiveness and mercy and grace, we're not doing it right. Because if that was the case and love does conquer all, then where are we, what are we missing? Yeah. Where, are we missing where are we missing the mark? Yeah. We're missing the mark because we are not teaching them to love that's right. without conditions. Mm -hmm. Everything has a condition. Mm -hmm. I will love you only if you do this. I'm going to be yeah. upset with you and never forgive you again if you do this. You know, yeah. we, we love with, with conditions. Yeah. We do. Yeah. For a long time, I felt like it was almost a checklist to be a believer. Yeah. I felt like that for a long time. Like, I, you know, I have tattoos. At that time, I had all kinds of color hair. You know, like I really thought I was an outcast and I thought I was a reject. And I felt like I can't step foot in the Lord's house, you know, house, you know, it, and it's one of those things. It's because I didn't know love through him. That's right. That's exactly right. Well, it's like the scripture says, those that have been forgiven much, love much. And the longer this podcast goes on, me and Steph will share our testimony. But I think because we both were raised in church all our life, I was too. It wasn't until I got into my mid twenties you know, that I did something that I, I found myself judging, judging people yeah. for a year prior, you know, I had an abortion mm. and that was my, like, you'd have never thought in a million years I did, I would have done something like that, but I was, I had fallen, you know, from grace. And it was in that moment that I realized this is why you did what you yeah. did. You know, this is, you did this, you died for me and it changed mm. me. And I told God, please, don't ever let me be the Christian I was before. Right. You know, help me to love what no man wants to love. You know, and I think that that scripture, those that have been forgiven much, love much. When you go through something like that, it makes it easier. You love any, it's easier to forgive. It's easier to love because you realize the price you paid and you want others to experience that same mm -hmm. love. I love that. I love it. And that's just, that's just real right there. You know, and I, oh, we had some visitors come on. Uh, we had a question from Casey. She has a question. Can I pose the question real quick, guys? Sure. Yeah, go ahead. She says, how do you forgive someone who isn't sorry for how they've treated you? I feel like I have forgiven a person, but I have so much resentment towards him now. So I, I would... <laughs> that's, 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 that's a good one. That's a good question. Not online. So anyway... Um, I'm going to just start by saying this, Casey, thank you for, um, thank you for the question. We absolutely are going to address that for you. Love you so much. And, um, Taz, go ahead. Um, sorry. Uh, did anybody else want to go first? Cause I don't want to like, no, you go ahead. We, we just talk about this. You take it, brother. <laughs> you know, the, the thing about forgiveness, people think, well, they're not sorry. So how can I forgive? And I, in my head, the analogy that I come up with with that is it doesn't make any sense because you're trying to connect two seatbelts from two different cars together as if they fit. They don't. 
forgiving somebody has absolutely nothing to do with whether they are sorry or not. Yeah. It doesn't have anything to do with your feelings. It doesn't have anything to do with the fact that you want some kind of validation. It has nothing to do with that. Forgiveness has to do with being other people focused, mm-hmm. right? right? Jesus and the Samaritan that we were just talking about have something in common. They were both focused on other people, right? Mm-hmm. The Samaritan was walking by, saw this dude, uh, somebody that's a member of his society. So maybe somebody that could have even made fun of him in the past because he's a half-breed, right? Right. He could have been focused on himself. Oh, you you did this to me, you did this to me, you slapped me, you spit on me, you did this. He could have been focused on himself, but he, he wasn't. He said, you know what? The right thing to do is to love. God commanded us to love. He didn't say just love the people that's easy to love. He didn't say love your friends. He said love everybody. And one aspect of love is forgiveness. And he said, you know what? I'm going to help you anyway, right? He was other people focused. Jesus hanging on the cross. There's a theory. Nobody's been able to prove this, but based on biblical description of um, his torture, a lot of people believe he was even sexually assaulted, right? Mm -hmm. But hanging on the cross, he still prayed, Father, forgive them for they know not what they Mm -hmm. do. He had every right to focus on the torture he just went through, right? But he didn't. What was he focused on? Their need of him. So to the person who has trouble forgiving based on the idea that the other person isn't sorry, your focus needs to be shifted. And I'm not saying it's easy because trust me, there's some people. Yeah, it's very difficult. There's people I still think of and I'm like, Lord, you know I want to push them down the corner here. Um, sorry, to be honest, I want to push him down three flights of stairs, but it's not the right thing to do. Right. Help me, right? Forgiveness is a process. And through yes. this process, yes. we have to continually ask God, like, Lord, sorry for that thought. I, I, know I, just, <laughs> I know I just had it like 15 minutes ago. I just had it again. I'm sorry. My bad. There's so much more. Sorry, I was having bad thoughts about them, Jesus. I repent. Right. Yeah, over here. <laughs> Right? So we have to pray through the process. (laughs) We have to pray through the process. That's what I tell people all the time. If you're having trouble forgiving, it's because you yourself are having trouble getting closer and closer to God. Wow. That's so fast. Isn't it because the closer we get, the more we see ourselves? Yes. Exactly. And that reflection, and sometimes we don't like what we see. Mm -hmm. It's pride. Exactly what it is. It is. It's all it is, it's pride. And I think, too, just to touch base on that, uh, for me, I've been in that situation. So for giving that other person, no matter how they accept it or how they react to it, it's a part of your healing. It's a part of your peace. Like whenever you like, Lord, okay, I'm going to forgive this person. I'm not going to shove them down a flight of stairs. (laughs) Uh, And you and you fully surrender that over to him and you don't pick it back up or you don't you know, you don't ponder on it anymore. And you really give it over to him. That's where the healing and the peace begin. And then you start to understand the importance of forgiveness. And in scripture, it says, you know, forgive that person 70 times seven, like as hard as it is, you do it because that's the word of God. But for a non-believer, it's tough, but it is a part of your healing and whether you're a believer or not. It's important to forgive that person. It's important to understand 
that that person can hurt you with, with words. They can physically hurt you, unfortunately. But you can still forgive them and you can move on from it. And that doesn't mean that you forget what they did, but it allows you to open up to set healthy boundaries for that person. And I think that is that is a game changer. If you can acknowledge those people that hurt you and set those boundaries and allow how far you can go in conversation or whatever with that person, then that is huge for you. That's a breakthrough. That's a victory yes. that you can celebrate. It is. Or Taz, it's even what you said uh, before we started the broadcast about how accepting that this is God's will for now, mm -hmm. you know, that this situation is not going to be mended. This is, this is what it is. We accept, you know, we keep our hearts right, but just accept the will of God for what it is. Cause some relationships and things don't always get mended right. and you've right. got to be okay with that. And you, and you can't hold on to anything because it didn't turn out the way that you wanted it to. Right. Yeah. God's working about your heart. Yeah. You know, you leave yeah. that with them. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, I want to emphasize to anybody watching whether you're lost or saved, right? That dealing with this thing that that's forgiveness, which is very, very complicated and hard to maneuver. It's a lot of times forgiveness, I think, for, for us humans is like trying to navigate through a storm at night, no lights, yeah. no moon, no compass, and everybody on your crew has ever already jumped ship. Right. It can be super, super difficult, but God has infinite wisdom. Yeah. He has also because of that, his timing is also perfect. Correct. Right. Correct. So those relationships that we want to mend so badly that aren't being mended now, if God decides to mend them, he will do it at a time that is perfect right. for that relationship. Yeah. Right, so just keep that in mind. Yeah, that's good. And how hard is that to accept, though? Because, you know, we, we, we think that we know exactly what we need when we need it, and um, and that's not true. God knows, Taz hit the nail on the head, you know, he knows exactly when that's supposed to happen. And a lot of times in that process, it's because he's doing the work in us, and we have to right. trust that process. He's doing a work in preparing us for when the mending comes, when yeah. the healing comes. And, you know, it may take a little bit longer uh, than what we think in our timeline. Right. Or what we're ready for. Or the other person may not quite be ready when you're still working on them, you know? Mm -hmm. Being content in a place of waiting is harder for anybody. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know um, I shared briefly a little bit last week, but I um, I told Chris that I was going to talk about this today because um, I really just need y'all to understand, um, number one, where our heart is with this because it's in a, it's not just speaking to believers, you know, we know that there's going to be some that are watching or some that might hear this that have no idea how they think this is unattainable. And it's not. It's not unattainable. It, it doesn't feel good. No. It doesn't always feel it good. It's work. And I think that um, if we can just be content in trusting the process, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, the other side of that is going to look beautiful. But, you know, um, I was, um, I grew up with a really um, tough spirit of abandonment and uh, felt very alone most of my life. And, you know, I, um, my parents were separated at a very young age. And, um, you know, I always just longed for a relationship with my dad. And um, he just, just didn't have that to give um, at the time. And so we have a great relationship today. I'm so grateful for God. But in that, uh, I really searched for that relationship with him. And I didn't know what it was that uh, I wasn't doing that wasn't good enough and um, 
I didn't learn about healing until this, but I was so grateful at the age of 24 to go to Mercy Ministries and the healing that I got there was just, um, one of, it changed my life. It changed the way I love people. It changed the way I study. It changed the way I saw myself through God. But in that, my counselor um, said to me, uh, and I told Chris, I was like, oh, you know, you know that your counselor is going to tell you the truth and you don't want to hear it. It's just oh, it's so bad, you know. And she said, you know, eventually you're going to have to deal with this. And uh, she said, you're going to you're going to write your dad a letter. And I said, okay, I'll write him a letter. I didn't think, you know, I said, that's fine. Just journaling. I'm a, I'm a writer, so that's it's natural to me. I'll just write. So um, I wrote him a 17-page letter back uh, back in it was 14, it was really uh, 17 pages back in front, so 34 pages. Mm. And uh, my next session, she said, okay, now let's, we, let me know when you're ready to send it. I said, whoa, hold on. You <laughs> <laughs> said, write the letter. Okay, so write the letter. And she said, I'm not saying today, but eventually you're going to be released to write that letter, to, I mean, to send that letter. And I thought, oh, God. So part of me still dealt with, and I know that somebody's watching and, they, and, the, and you feel this way, but you're so afraid of fit, offending someone or hurting them mm-hmm. that um, you don't speak your truth. And so I didn't want to send a letter. And um, I guess maybe a month goes by or so, and I told her, okay, I think I'm ready, you know, to send this letter. So I did. And um, the following week, and this is what I want y'all to hear, um, was so hard for me. The following week, I got a phone call, and I thought in my mind, okay, he is going to receive this letter, and he's going to feel sorry for the way that he's hurt me, and he's going to apologize, and he's going to make amends with me, um, because that letter told him exactly how I felt. But the response was not what I got. Mm-hmm. Um, he was angry, and he was offended, and um, he was upset with me that I hurt his feelings. So I'm saying what I'm saying is that we can do the right thing sometimes and we still don't get the res- the honor that we think we should get back or the answer that we think we should get back but it doesn't mean we didn't do the right thing. We have to release that thing and not carry it. And so it took me a while to realize that you know what it's okay if he doesn't if he doesn't understand. It's okay if he doesn't understand. That forgiveness was really about me and not him anyway. Mm-hmm. That was the hardest hurdle for me to get over was not ex- was expecting the response that I didn't get. And sometimes whenever we need that grace or mercy, um, we need to realize that we have to give it to them too. It isn't, you know, and somebody doesn't always know what they don't know. So they may not even realize the depth of how they've hurt us. And I was, and I'm not saying I wasn't, that I was a believer back then, but I certainly was not where I am at 47. I def- I was 24 years old and I was very selfish and I didn't think and feel and act and study and understand what I do now. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Absolutely. Yep. I think as we grow, you know, not just on our age, but our relationship with Christ and our Christian maturity, we learn how we're able to release things easier, I guess you could say. Like, if you were to do that letter today, it might be a lot easier for you. Um, You know, for me, it's kind of the same situation, the relationship with my mom. I struggled with it for a long time. Um, You know, for me, being a mom, it's a joy. It's a privilege. It's an honor. I love being a mom. But 
I don't have that same connection with my mom, and for a long time it was strange, you know. Um, but through my addiction, she was there for me. Uh, sometimes she was my enabler because I think she loved me so much, but, um, you know, it was tough for a long time. Losing my dad at 22, that's when my addiction started. So I wasn't a believer then. I had no idea. And that's kind of where our relationship kind of took a turn for the worse. You know, instead of her being there for me and, I guess, telling me that it's going to be okay and I can get through this, she kind of just left us and did her own thing for a couple of years. And I held that resentment for a long time. And I couldn't understand being a mom. How can you do that to your child? How can you not be there to the, for them in the most difficult time of your life? Well, now being more mature with my relationship with Christ, I'm understanding that she's my mother. She gave me life. You know, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be here right now in this moment. And mm -hmm. scripture says that we're to honor our parents. And um, I can honor her, but I don't have to agree with the things that she does. I don't have to agree with our relationship, but I respect her and I respect her position. And so that was huge for me and telling her that I'm sorry. And it wasn't so much sorry for me and not, I guess, taking the initiative in our relationship. Just I needed to say it. I don't know why. Maybe she needed to hear it. And it was a couple weeks after I said I'm sorry that she started contacting me again. And she started opening, God started opening that relationship for us. And we don't talk every day, but we do have a communication because of my daughter. And again, that's where that healthy boundary comes in. I forgave her for, uh, I guess you could say, almost abandoning me and my brother in that difficult time. But um, I'm able to set that healthy boundary. And because of God's love and his forgiveness for me and my sins... I can pay it forward and forgive her for everything that she's done. Um, wow. And I'm able to now slowly, I think our relationship will get better. Like I said, like I explained to you guys earlier, she is coming to church. So that's a step in the direction. And if I can be the little bit of light that she needs to get closer to him, then I'm going to keep doing exactly what I'm doing. But it all started with forgiveness. <laughs> you know, one thing I'm hearing very, I'm sorry, Chris, were you going to say something? No. Okay. One thing I'm hearing that in common with y'all's stories has to do with First Peter 5, 7. Is Mario oh, reading it? Yeah. <laughs> y'all know it, right? Yes. Yeah. So what does it say? Hold on one second. I'm writing this down. It says to, uh, I believe it's cast all everything over onto him. Cast all your yeah. anxieties over to him. Yes. Yes. Right? Yes. And that's basically what y'all are saying because until you gave it to God and said, look, um, yeah. Not only am I giving this to God, but I'm going to do what God, I'm going to handle this in the way that God says I should, right? Mm -hmm. That's the, that's what allows forgiveness to happen in the first place, yeah. right? And, and both your stories, you are focused on what the other person need, needs, right? Mm -hmm. You understand you have benefits for yourself also, less stress, less strife, yeah. you're not carrying around the burden, all that. But at the same time, you're also focused on what does this other person need? And now, you know, mom's coming to church. Hello, that's huge, yes. right? So for the lost world who continually refuses to accept God's forgiveness or to even think forgiveness is a big deal, people want this world to be better. Let's make this world a better place and we need to get along and blah, blah, blah. Well, mm -hmm. it starts with giving things to Christ, mm -hmm. right? Bye. People out there in the world, they want forgiveness. They want peace. They want understanding. They want unity, Right. But at the same time, because they're rejecting God, it's like they're trying to solve the equation for X, but at the same time want to pretend that X doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah. 
until right. we recognize that God has to be a part of our our interaction with each other, mm -hmm. that forgiveness that we want, the forgiveness that we want to see in the world, the peace we want to see is mm -hmm. not going to happen because you're constantly taking the one thing out of the equation that you need for that all that stuff to happen. Yeah, yeah the scripture comes to mind, a three-chord strain is not easily broken. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And if we take God out of the equation, then, you know, yeah, there's no stability there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. Most definitely. And where unity is, the blessing is commanded. Mm -hmm. God's not going to bless if there's no unity there. Right. He sees the heart. He knows the motive. It's that yeah. should tell people that's how important unity is to God. Because we know, like the word says, one could put 1,000, but two, two could put one. thousand. So, yeah. You know, uh, one of the things that we talked about, too, is that, um, and we, we just want to touch on this for a second, but there's, there's nothing that hurts more and requires more forgiveness than in your own home. Yeah. And we talked about that a little bit before. And um, so the enemy, you know, family's under attack. Yeah. You know, families are, are under attack. And um, the word says that um, where strife is, is every other evil work. Yeah. And so we're, uh, whenever we allow strife and unforgiveness to come into our own home with our own families, then we're allowing anything else to happen. Right. We're opening the door to anything else. And with that comes forgiveness. We've got to learn to show grace and uh, mercy to the people that are close to us. Yeah. 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 Especially with our children. I mean, um, in our spouses, you know, I don't, I don't have a spouse, but it, it's so important that in that we're showing that to each other in our own home. Yeah. Big time, big time. Especially, I would say that goes more for men, right? And yeah. the reason I say that is not to downplay women. But men are supposed to be the leaders. We're supposed to be the ones who, who provide the example, right? Um, and and to kind of illustrate how how that is actually true, there was a study done a while back of four different families. One family where the dad was nowhere around, not present at all. The next family, dad would show up every now and then. He was kind of involved. Third family, um, he was there, involved but not going to church. Mm -hmm. Fourth family, he was all in and insisted that his family go, go, went good. to church. They followed these families for, I think, 20 years, right? The one where dad was completely and totally opposite, multiple members of the family did, had a horrible life. You move forward to the one who was hugely involved and taking his family to church, the next few generations were freaking amazing. Wow. Because wow. of dad's example, right? And if you think about it, it makes sense. Because how many times have we gotten scared of the one phrase, wait till your dad gets home? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. I'd be like, whoa, 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 hold up. Let's negotiate. I'll wash the dishes. I'll wash the car. I'll clean the garage. I will mow the lawn. I'll mow the neighbor's lawn. Just don't tell dad. Right? Because dad, when dad walks in the room with this big frame and these muscles, my dad used to train for boxing. The dude was no punk, right? Whenever he walked in the room and said, boy, I was like, oh, what, oh, what, right? There was there's a sense of respect there. Not that there isn't with mom, but when dad whoop you, it hurt. Yeah, like, hurt. absolutely. Okay, right? So yeah. we guys, we have that position. We're supposed to be the leaders. And when we can show our daughters and our sons and our wife that we can forgive, it shows them how important it is without us even having to say it. Yeah. We're like, hold up. The big, strong dude who whoops me and it seriously hurts, this dude who provides for me, cares for me, protects me, goes to work, works two and three jobs, 
he's he's this big strong dude but he could be tender enough to say hey you know what i'm not going to count this against you in the future that's, that's a so huge good. example so good that's so good yeah is he is the stream example of humility too yeah mm-hmm. showing them humility and you know we can't for show forgiveness to someone without being humble mm-hmm. you know really? we can't because our pride gets in the way and we want to be right yeah, and uh, we want to plead our case, and we want to make sure that that they know how right we are. But that's not our example of love, and it's definitely right. Chris and I have said from the beginning of this that we all we know that the world needs love. That is yeah. that is the whole goal of what we're doing right now is to show people how to love better. That is yeah. that is the goal of what we want out of this is that people learn how to love. Yeah. And think how beautiful this life could be, this world could be, this place could be, this city could be, mm-hmm. where we live, if people learn to love better. Because people are so offended over everything yeah. right now. I mean, everything. There's such a spirit of offense that it's just cancel culture. Cancel culture. Oh my goodness gracious, you know, and that just really over the last six months has really burdened my heart because you're like, God, what is happening? Yeah. But you know, Jesus did say, he told us what was going to happen. Yeah. And he said, he told us the, that the evil would get more evil, the world would get worse. But you're thinking, I don't even want to know what worse, worse is. So right. I want to be a part of making it a more positive, right. worse, <laughs> you know, yeah. knowing the love of Jesus. You know, they can't, they don't, you know, the Bible says they'll know us by our fruit and our love for, for one another. another. So. We're to be a peculiar people, a partaker of his nature, and a partaker, and this is to this is to any believer under the sound of my voice, and I don't mean to offend you, and I love you with all of God's love, but being a partaker of God's nature is not getting involved in arguments on social media. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> we are supposed to love one another. We are supposed to come out from among them and be separated, and when you are in arguments with people that we are not showing the love of Jesus and we definitely are not wearing the banner and, and showing him right. So I, I just say slap on your hands for that. We are supposed yeah. to be different. We're that supposed was, to be different. That was for free. That's for free. <laughs> That's for free. I'll talk to you there in a minute. Okay. So. That was for free. <laughs> but yeah, just said all the time and I'm like, or that just or, Those are called keyboard warriors. They yeah. have to be right. They yeah. just it's like Brother, sister, calm down. You don't even realize that you are ruining your witness. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. That's the key right there. We yeah. ruin the witness when we have to be right. Yeah. And yeah. If our need to be right, you know, overshadows. Everybody's not going to agree with you, and no, it's no. okay. Yeah. Even believers, you're not right about everything. I'm sorry. What? We are not we're <laughs> right about everything. Whatever do you mean? We're not. And it's just like, I feel like Jesus, I want to just... Go in and start slapping them and saying, shut up. You're yeah. messing things up. Forgiveness. Yeah. yeah. Forgiveness. 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 Mercy and grace. You can think about it. Jesus got on more to the religious people than he did the sinners. Yeah. You know? Yep. That's because the sinners didn't didn't understand um, that they were wrong. That's just, the, that was normal yeah. to them. That's the way they live. Mm-hmm. And they didn't judge people. They were right. this banner of judgment over their head. They loved yeah. hanging out with Jesus. Yeah, they because did. he treated them with love yeah. and respect. What's yeah. wrong with that? Nothing. Why have we lost that? Why have we, you know, no, me and, me and her are going to get on a soapbox about judgment. <laughs> that's a whole new thing we're going to talk about one day. Yeah. That's, a whole, that's probably, a, probably it is actually, five, five, five weeks. Five weeks. Five weeks. <laughs> 
how not to judge. Right. We do it. We are professionals at it, but then we want to stamp Jesus on it, call it anointed. It ain't ain't anointed, brother. It's not. It's causing division. It is. It is. One of the um one of the key um points I guess that I really have had a struggle with in my own heart in my own life is that um you know it's really really easy for us and i and i don't understand why and this is just something that we need to learn right And this is what we're doing this for but it is so it has been so easy for me in my life to forgive other people outside of my circle yeah why is that why you know why is it so easy for us to forgive somebody at work or a friend maybe but the person that's you know in our direct circle why why do we hold grudges why why are we hold on against them and why do we um, hold that burden over their head. Mm. You know, we expect more of them. We yeah. expect more of them. We expect more. We have. We hold them at a standard that's delusional most of the time. But doesn't Jesus yeah. love them as much as He loves the coworker? Yeah. You know, and yet we treat them differently. Yeah. I understand. There's a point where we do have to hold people accountable. Yeah. You know, and there's that's okay. We can hold people accountable, but we can still love them in it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think that um, for me, I had to really come to. A, a revelation that um, love is love. It doesn't matter who the person is, what they've done to me. Love is love. And I ruin my witness if I don't show them that all the time. And I mean, I can touch base on that too. Like loving from a distance was something I had to learn to do. Uh, When I became a believer and all in, and because of the lifestyle I lived in before Christ, my family, they made fun of me. They said things about me that were untrue. They didn't believe that I was a changed person. They didn't understand. It's because they didn't understand. Um, And for a a while, I didn't have any family. I didn't have anyone to share God's love with. And it wasn't until I started getting involved in church that I found my new family. And now my blood family, you know, I'm having to love them from a distance. I'm here if they need me. But because of the lifestyle that I choose to live, I have to set that distance. And that's that's painful. It's kind of like we talked about earlier, you want to be involved in people's life so bad, but because of their lifestyle and your lifestyle, unless you are completely in control of your spiritual life and know that if you can talk, be around them and you're not going to act like them, um, then you're okay to do that. But for me, I know I can't. I don't want that. I don't want to allow that into my spirit. And I had to forgive them for the way they live, and that's not you know what I choose to do. And it, it was hard. And I have people that like you said, Steph, like, that are in your circle that I talk to on a daily basis that let me down. And it, and it sucks. It, it That's the easiest way to say it is it sucks. But that's where that forgiveness and that love come in that you just have to outpour into those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. So 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Somebody grab that. Hold on one second. Five, what was it? Five, 16 through 18. Okay. Chris is bringing hers up. I think. Sorry, I was trying to get mine. First, this one. Yeah. This one is five. Mm-hmm. Five, um, 16 through 18. Yep. Don't judge me, but I don't have my glasses, so I can't see. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Struggle is real. <laughs> We're all getting old. <laughs> and, yeah, I just Listen. hang the reality here for me. I'm, I'm younger than you, though. <laughs> yeah. 
Just throw that out there. You know what? No, I'm 45. I'm feeling old. Just read your scripture. Okay. <laughs> Forgive you. <laughs> you said First Thessalonians 5, Five. 16 through 18. Okay. Rejoice. Is this right? Rejoice always, pray continual, continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Yeah, I think this kind of summarizes um, what we're talking about and the struggle that's within it, right? Because it says, always be joyful. Now, what that means is you're still joyful even when people are attacking you. You don't want to forgive them. They won't want to forgive you. Right. You still want what situation is supposed to be, um, be joyful in. And I love the part where it says, never stop praying or pray without mm -hmm. ceasing in the King James, right? Mm -hmm. It's a continual talk with God. Now, check this out. Imagine this. Imagine instead of seeing prayer as an interruption to your day, you see your day as one long prayer and everything else is the interruption, mm -hmm. right? That's good. Mm -hmm. You're constantly talking to God. You're constantly joyful. You're constantly thankful for every situation that you go through, even the tough yeah. ones, right? If that's the lifestyle you are living on a daily basis, forgiveness becomes way easier. Yeah. <clears throat> it may not always be simple, but it becomes easier and easier and easier. Mm -hmm. Then wow. you're able to set that example for your spouse and your kids, pass that on to them, and it affects multiple generations, mm -hmm. right? Right. Um, it's, it's amazing to me how when you read the Bible, it really is very concerned with human interaction. How we interact with each other is huge because we're supposed to be image bearers. Right. Interacting with other image bearers, right? Mm -hmm. And the, the Bible is constantly filled with all these truths that if we applied them, this entire world would be a whole lot better, mm -hmm. right? So to the lost and to the saved, my thing is forgiveness starts with God. Yeah. accepting his gift first so that we can then forgive each other and make this world a better place. That's a that's a really simple summary, but that's the truth. It is. Absolute truth. Yeah. Absolute truth. Um, you have some questions? Go ahead. Um, one of the um, things before we kind of close up, we've got about 15 minutes, and the last few minutes of our broadcast, we usually talk about um, what's coming next, and um, we've got a ministry coming up an outreach that we're going to be doing soon. So we're going to talk about that in a minute, but I wanted to give each of us a few minutes, you know, just to summarize Taz just did his, what this means to us. And, um, Bethany, if you had anything to share before we get ready to close up, um, I want to give you the floor for a few minutes. I think forgiveness, like Taz has said, it starts with your relationship with God is, um, you know, for me, I didn't, like truly surrender everything until I was in my, as silly as it sounds I was in the floor in my restroom and I was in, on my knees bowing down to him Lord help me understand your love help me be able to love others like you love me because through my addiction and being in the pits of hell and you know trying to surpass all of that um i you know, I normally, I think now where I'm at in ministry, there's no way I would be where I'm at if it was five years ago. Um, you know, I was struggling. I didn't know who God was. I didn't know his love. I didn't know anything about forgiveness. But scripture says one of his commandments is to love thy neighbor as thyself. Well, I can't love someone else until I learn God's love. And it's like I shared earlier. Um, I'm a youth leader as well in our church. And I tell my students, my girls especially, you are beautiful. You are perfect. You are wonderfully made. And I, I personally could not understand that until I saw myself through the lens of Christ. 
And it all started from love. It rooted from love. And love comes from Him. And once you wrap your wrap that around and you completely understand it, your life will be transformed from there. But it's in that total surrender. It's that vulnerable moment that if you're a crier, I'm a crier. If you know me, I cry about everything. So... It's in those moments of full surrenderance that you're able to grow in your relationship with Christ, that you're able to give things over to Him. Just as Scripture says, like, cast all your fears and your anxieties onto Him. But when you do that, leave it with Him. Don't pick it back up. Don't take a little piece of it and say, oh, I can just take a little bit. Because when you take a little piece of it, it's kind of like a string on a sweater. It keeps unraveling and it keeps happening. And then you're burdened with it again. So I just really encourage you for the believers, non-believers out there, go tonight. I ask you to go tonight. Just get on your knees sometime and another and just cry out to the Lord. Just ask him, Lord, help me love myself like you love me. Because it starts with him, then it starts with you. And then you, from there, you will be able to overflow into people within your household and then your community. And, I, and I'm believing that the word that... Uh, we all brought tonight was not from us. We stepped aside and let God, God God do his thing. And it's so much easier when we allow God to do his thing. And Steph, I think earlier you touched a little bit on pride. And I think sometimes pride gets in the way of the unforgiveness. That we're like, mm -hmm. we have that struggle of like, I can't do that because of that person's, you know, title or whoever they are. But you have to, you have to be able to do that so that you can forgive that person or that situation so that healing starts with you and then you're able to progress in your relationship with Christ. So, Absolutely. yeah, thank you so much for tonight. This was great. I mean, I got two pages worth of notes. <laughs> yeah. cool. so, one, yeah. one thing that we, um, we touched on last week, and I just want to make this point again, because it's just something that we have all struggled with before we grew into not into knowing better. Yeah. But, um, you know, forgiveness does not mean that what someone has done is okay. Yeah. It just means that we're for freeing ourselves from carrying the burden of worrying or thinking about or dwelling in or uh, being depressed over right. or playing that hamster wheel over yeah. and over again in our brain. We're freeing ourselves from that baggage. Yeah. That's yeah. what forgiveness yeah. is. And, uh, you know, we all have had a situation where we've had you know, something so deep that has wounded us and hurt us. And it plays that tape plays over and over and over and over until you let go. Then the enemy yeah. loves that. I'm yeah, telling you, he, the one thing he doesn't want is just, he doesn't even want the hint of there any being any reconciliation or you even come into peace with that. And let me just encourage you with that. It is, it is a process. You may have to do it every single day. Yeah. <laughs> enemy will throw anything he can in the way because the thing is, is like I had read the enemy of forgive. What was it? The enemy of forgiveness. Um, the enemy of hate is forgiveness. You know, and it's the truth. And this right here, trials in this life will expose what is in your heart, whether the offense is toward God or others. Test mm. either make you bitter toward God or your peers or stronger. If you pass the test, your roots will sh will shoot down deeper, stabilizing you in your future. And the fact is, the the root of bitterness and unforgiveness, it's and we said this last week, it stops everything in your life, whether you realize it or not. Mm -hmm. Whether you're a believer or you're not a believer, it is it's been scientifically proven, medically proven. It stops in your health. It stops everything. That alone should tell you how important it really is. That you know you can't do it by yourself. Nope. You have to have 
the work of the Holy Spirit in your life to help you do it. And he's able to do it. We're all witnesses of that. We're all, we're all continually walking out, you know, a testimony of people that have had to forgive some things that seem unforgivable, but you can through Christ, you can. If you're if you're watching tonight and you haven't experienced the love that we're talking about, I want you to understand that unforgiveness is a blessing blocker in your life. Yeah. It will stop and hinder anything that you are trying to do in a relationship that you are trying to rebuild, anything that you are trying to do financially, spiritually, mentally, yeah. physically. It is a blessing blocker in every area. We cannot move forward if there is aught and unforgiveness in our heart. We just can't. And it's too heavy a burden for us to carry. That's why Jesus sent his son so we didn't have to. And I think, too, just real quick, and just a thought in my head. Uh, you know, if you're holding on to unforgiveness, it could be blocking you, like you said, a blessing, like a promotion from God. You know, if he's waiting on you to make the move and to show him that you are trying your best to live the best, best version of him as possible. But if you can't forgive this person, he keeps putting in your spirit and in your face that... Hey, I'm, I'm waiting on you to make a move so I can promote you. You know, I, that's happened to me. And once I've been able to forgive and I mean, like, for, not say I'm sorry or I forgive you, but to forgive and to let go and move on. He has promoted me and he can do that for anyone. You know, maybe you've been feeling like he's, you know, your purpose. You've been praying for your purpose and it's not there yet. Maybe he's waiting on you to forgive someone. Maybe even just forgive yourself. That's a hard thing in itself is forgiving yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think, you know, it starts with us too. That's a great point, Bethany, but we yeah. can close on that tonight. Just talking about that. Um, you know, I, um, I had to ask God to, for so many times to, to forgive myself for the decisions that I have made and uh, the people that I've hurt my family, you know, being, being the main ones. I know I've hurt some friends as well, yeah. but my family, my circle, um, the decisions that I made from probably, um, teenage years to, you know, my early thirties before I understood any better mm -hmm. before I grew, you know, and understood. But I, I know that that is the biggest blessing blocker in my life, um, has been unforgiveness and walking in humility enough to know that I was wrong and I needed that relationship to be restored. Mm -hmm. Yep. Amen. Thank you so much for so glad y'all got to be on with us tonight. Absolutely, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Uh, we absolutely um, going to give y'all a few minutes to remind everybody how to reach y'all on social yes. media. So, um, Taz, would you just go ahead and let everybody know how they can reach out to your ministry and what to do there? Yeah, loveispoken.org. You can sign up and create your own account um, and interact with us there. Definitely leave comments on the blogs. Hopefully, blogs will start being published once every week. On Instagram, it's love.is.spoken. Thank you, sir. Awesome. Bethany? Uh, I always hate this. I don't know. This has been a struggle for me. This is new for me, so promoting myself has definitely been something. Maybe Taz can help me on that. And the, the website is actually something I'm looking into, so that's that's a, you're inspiring me, sir. Mr. Taz. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, you can check her. Do what? <laughs> That's why I have her. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you can definitely contact me on Facebook. Right now I have a page. It's Unleashed Faith with Bethany. Um, there's great stuff that I try to post throughout the week, uh, you know, videos, things like that. 
Uh, like I said earlier, I do have a podcast. It's on Spotify, Anchor. Um, you can download their free apps, and it's Unleashed Faith um, through that. Um, I can maybe, if Steph is okay with it, maybe I can put it down in the comments below. Be a little bit easier for me. Yeah, do. be a little Please. bit easier Thank for you. you guys. And if you have questions or anything, reach out to me. I, you know, my heart is for the broken women because I was once broken, and through Christ, I found healing and I found wholeness. Um, Amen. So. You know, I'm I'm all ears, and I'd love to talk about Jesus. So I can grab coffee, I can get some pizza, and we can ha- spend hours talking about Him. Amen. Absolutely. <laughs> Post your stuff in the comments so they can reach you early. Absolutely. Kaz, would you do that as well, please? Yep. Thank you so much. Uh, we're going to spend the last um, few minutes before we close down talking about bags of grace. We just kind of want to promote that out, let you guys know. We uh, have our flyer made, so you'll see that on our social media forums uh, coming uh, as of today. You'll see them going out yeah. today. We are immediately collecting um, the purses and all the toiletries to go in them. Yeah. Our heart is that we are going out on December the 18th to serve uh, the homeless. And we thank you, Bethany. We see it pop up. Awesome. We, uh, we want to fill the purses with toiletries. And and I'm and on the flyer will tell you a list of everything that we're going to need. So uh, if you can only give a purse, that's okay too. We're going to find the supply to make sure that those purses get filled. Right. But um, but if you want to bring the purse and you want to fill it, praise God, fill it. That'd be great. But either way, we're going to get those purses filled so we can go and love on these ladies, these homeless ladies, and check out Jesus. Thank you. Um, I think you, uh, Taz, you went into the private chat. You have to do it on the comments on the main <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't see a spot to, to add a comment. Well, well Bethany did, so you're going to have to go into the live. <laughs> I had to open it up on Steph's actual page. Yeah, you have to have a page. Yes. We're on Facebook. Okay, gotcha. We're all learning here. I'm ignoring Stephanie right now. I was like, we just found us last week. I don't know what you did. Anyway, um, so uh, I'm going to let Chris talk a little bit about Bags of Grace because this is an idea that God put on her heart, and it's just something we really want to get behind. So um, let's give you all of that. It's just the same thing we said last week. We're, we're taking donations now. Ladies, we all, I know, I got handbags. We all got handbags that we don't use anymore. But I'm not talking about 50-year-old handbags that have trash in them. We want to do our best. That we Excellence. Can. Excellence, okay? Because we're going to give these to homeless women. It's cold outside. We're going to put, you know, toiletries in it and just go down the week before Christmas and hand them out to them. So our stop date is December 6th. 6th. Mm-hmm. And so um, we're taking them now. So you can either um, bring them to, which we're going to post that either to Stephanie or to myself. So come on, ladies, y'all really get involved in this. This is a way if you've never been involved in homeless ministry. I promise it will change your life, change your life. Even just going on one outing it will completely it just completely i've always been a singer but after i experienced homeless ministry i was like i've changed my ministry for you god (laughs) it just it just touched my heart because it's you know what's where jesus would go where nobody else wants to go and it it's such a blessing and you cry your eyes out but you're just so blessed to be able to get to bless and love on these women yeah 
We're also um, going to um, need volunteers too. So if it's something that touches your heart and you want to be on the streets with us, uh, we're going out on December the 18th and we're um, going to meet. uh, We'll post all this as we get further in, but we're going to meet at a central location. And then uh, the Saturday before that, which is December the 11th, I believe, Mm -hmm. we're going to put all the bags together. That'll be the final date that we just put everything together. It's going to be like a Christmas gift from Jesus. Pretty much. And we're just going to, you know, be Jesus with skin on and we're going to love them. And uh, so December the 6th is the final date for receiving all the donations. December 11th, we will put everything together. Mm -hmm. December the 18th is when we're going out on the streets. So Mm -hmm. we want you with us as well. So Prayerfully, if this goes well, we would next year we would like to do men too, have bags for men. I won't be purses; it will be you know, you know bags. I, I think it'll just be one of those things where um, going into next year, into this, we God's really given us a lot of ideas, and yeah. we're going to be taking this ministry to the streets. Yes. So there are going to be a lot of times where we're sitting here, we're teaching, and we're learning, and we're growing together, but we're also going to be out behind. Yeah. And we're going to leave the building. We're going to have a lot of uh, video diary going on. Oh, so apparently this one here wants to do this like bungee aerobics thing. I don't know. We're going to talk about that because I, I didn't see that in the contract, but we're going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> she's already, got, she's already has me like drinking this stuff Christians all the time. Christians can have fun. They can, can have, have fun. fun. I don't know about bungee we're aerobics. Fitness. Look, we all got to lose weight. Y'all gotta, we all got to get fit. We can't do nothing for Jesus if we're all walking yeah. around out of peace. And Somehow yeah. you can wrap a message in it. You know, when yeah. you stretch the band, it's like when he stretches us. I mean, you got to you gotta allow it. Oh, that was good. I like that. I'm, I'm all good for working out. I don't know about bungee so, aerobics. I think of anything, it'll get good ratings. Okay. People just want to see her and I do it. She's tall. I'm short. We're both doing Oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're going to close up. It's after eight. So um, we want to thank y'all so much for joining us tonight and being with us tonight. We thank you so much for just getting behind this with us. And um, Taz and Bethany, we just can't thank you enough for joining. We're just, we're building kingdom together. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're building the kingdom together. And, um, you know, you mentioned that scripture a while ago where one can send a thousand, two can send 10,000. And so what we're doing now is we're just, um, praying that word to go forth. Absolutely. And And we will have them on again. Definitely. Absolutely. Definitely have you guys on. Taz, can you pray us out real quick? Yeah, definitely. Um, Lord, I just pray that everybody that heard this message today, um, from us four imperfect people that they recognize that we are talking about the infinite, all-knowing, all-present, all-powerful creator of the universe, and that you are the focus. You're you're the center of everything. You are where forgiveness begins and ends. You are the originator. You took initiative with us from even before you know time began. You took the initiative. You come to us. You love us. You oh. forgive us. You. You show us how much we need you and your forgiveness. And I pray that everybody took that heart to heart mm-hmm. and that you just work on them the rest of the week and draw them closer to you if they don't know you already. For all the Christians, I just pray that we grow and mature enough that we get done with this infighting within the church yes. so that we can be more effective out yes. there in the world that you put us in. You, you said don't take them out of the world, but protect them from the evil one. That's yes. what we ask that you do so that we can be more effective 
for uh, your glory, for your kingdom, and for the sake of every single lost person who needs you. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. All right, guys, that's a wrap for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It was a great wrap up, I think, for the topic that I've personally felt led to discuss uh, with you all. And it's amazing, too, how God kind of opened that door for me to be a part of it when they specifically on their live podcast are going into the series of forgiveness. Uh, So be sure to check out Steph and Chris on Facebook. Their group page is Keeping It Real with Steph and Chris. And also Taz at loveisspoken.org. He has some really great content on his website. And you can also purchase one of his books that he wrote called Kale, Soldier of the Truth. Uh, That information will be in the comments below. So be sure to check that out. Follow them. Give them love and support. Let us know the feedback of this week's episode. As always, be blessed and stay focused.